0: 10 minutes with the boogeyman
1: yeah 10 minutes with the boogeyman and nick Dreger. and nick Dreger.
0: so i i have a rant today that i that i would like everybody in that vehicle to maybe maybe get in on
1: but well, we're super excited about the rant you know nick's just i can see the wheels turning It's like a an hamster running at warp speed you get ready to just go off on every loser Who's involved in the rant that we're going to do. He's just, he's excited. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. He doesn't even really talk much.
0: So he knows about the rant, though?
1: Oh, he's well aware, yeah. Okay. I've, I've debriefed him. No, just, I can feel like a vein pulsing in the side of his neck and his head. Yeah. i He very, feels really uh, strongly about this topic.
0: I'm very upset about this. So yeah. uh, we can and
1: get... I, I understand you're upset. I got to Tanner's very upset. He has some stuff he wants to talk about here. (laughs) So, yeah, go on.
0: So we can just get it out of the way right now if you want.
1: Let's start with the fucking rant. All right. (laughs) 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 You're just going to be sitting there waiting. I think anything else that we try to talk about is just going to go directly back to the rant.
0: Yeah, I've already yelled on a podcast twice today, so.
1: Okay, so let's hear, like, what? okay, you go first, go.
0: Okay, here's here's what pisses me off is there's these guys, they go to gyms, they're good gyms, they learn all this stuff, and they think they're top shit, and then they go out and they move to another fucking province and then come back and they open up a gym down the street from the gym they used to train at and they think that's all good.
1: So I'm going to reiterate what you just said so Nick can get the full uh, scope of the spectrum that we're dealing with here. So what Tanner does is he hates when guys... Train at a good gym and then move out of the province and then train somewhere else for a little bit and then come back and open up a gym next to the gym <laughs> <laughs> about to train at. So, Which is like an amazing, amazing philosophy, right? Especially when you haven't learned very much from the original gym that you're at. But yeah. And so.
0: <laughs> I, I just think that that's complete shit.
2: Like,
1: well, I just, it's, it's mind-boggling because, like, first of all, there's a big difference between being a good fighter and being a good coach. And, you know, like, uh, if you haven't learned the, the synchronicities and the idiosyncrasies of the fight game, because it's so subtle, it's so subtle that most people have no idea what they're getting involved in. Like, they don't even know why they're doing it. Like, why do you hit the pads? Why do you hit the bag? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And it's not, like, some cheesy Instagram story. Like, this stuff's real. Like, fighting is very real. Like, I talk most people out of trying to be a fighter. Anybody who doesn't isn't a fighter.
0: Well, tell me about it. I wish I never started or I wouldn't have to have fucking surgery all the time.
1: Well, that's just it, man. Like, I, I, I relay a very serious message to young people. I said, you know, the guy who taught me how to be a fighter, you know, like, other than, like, you know, my upbringing, whatever, whatever it is, the guy who originally trained me, is probably one of the toughest human beings on the planet. And, and he's very serious and, like, you know, like, i break my nose and he's like, okay, well, we'll spar light today. And you it's know, like light. that kind of attitude. Yeah, I, I, I said I wish I could send every kid who says they want to be a fighter to go tr- live with him and train with him for six months and see how they make it, you know?
0: Well, well, here's, here's my other issue is, like you say, your gym is going to be the next spot for fitness and martial arts. You got a fucking yeah. purple belt in jujitsu from a crackerjack box in fucking Thailand. Like, yeah. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't get it. And then there's some other, there's some other guy that's got some fights that's over there training. But how are you going to train people? What well, go- here's
1: the thing that a lot of people don't understand. So, okay, the belt ranking system should be. It should be a universally accepted ranking, but it doesn't really work like that. But there's only so many people who should be handing out belts at a respected level, right? Like, I don't know anything about jiu-jitsu, but I do know who's good in the sport and who should be handing out belts. And, you know, like, I it, I know how difficult it is to get a purple belt because I've seen it in our gym. And some guys train for seven years at our gym, six years before they get to that purple belt level, and they're training
3: consistently. mm
1: mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's seven years at a very high-level gym. Like, uh, Zuchac got his belt from Marcus Torres, who's now a red belt, I believe, who, like, learned from the original Gracie, you know what I mean? Like, like that, okay, you have a black belt from him, like, you're legit. It probably took you about 10 years, 15 years to get it. But it's like, okay, like, now I have respect for that, right? If someone's like, oh, I trained with this guy for three years and I have my black belt, it's like, what? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's 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 a respect thing, man. Because you got to respect this game. It's not fun. It's not it's not a joke. It's not a sport. Like it's, you know, like it's like I tell people every all the time, man. I go, somebody dies in boxing every year. Yes. You know, like somebody dies in boxing every year. Like that's how serious it is. And so, if you don't take it serious and you think it's cool, like I I don't like watching people fight who don't know how to fight and who shouldn't be fighting. Like that. Uh, like they do like these charity events and this and that like all oh, people think it's fun and it's like it's it's disrespectful to the sport if you're not taking it seriously because like man like if anybody doesn't take it seriously they can get in the ring with me and i'll show them what serious is all about real quick that
0: just happened what does nick have to say about this situation
1: <laughs> that, <just happened. laughs> that was amazing that just happened <laughs> nice. <laughs> what does Nick have to say about that? I don't know. That's the vein that's pulsing in his head right now. He's just like, ah, fuck you. Uh, he's like, he just, yeah, he can't even deal with the situation. He's just, he's just driving right now. I don't want to get a, like, you know, run somebody off the road or something. We get him going.
0: Okay. Nick and I will have a conversation about this after his fight at KO Boxing in Edmonton, Alberta.
1: Oh yeah, you know I'm coming out early to sell tickets for that, eh? Like they're bringing me out early. And, you know, like, basically what you and I, uh, we're planning, we're going to grab the video camera, even if we're going to put you in a wheelchair, not a big deal, Mm -hmm. minor details, and we're just going to go to, like, every store, every restaurant, and we're going to ask people why they don't want to see cool shit, like me and Nick and a bunch of other dudes, Stan, E.T., you know, we got the Phoenix, we got Mike McWilliams, we got, like, a serious lineup of cool dudes who are going to be doing badass shit, and it's like, why are you going to come and watch, like, it makes no sense. Like, you know, if you're, it's, it's madness if you're not at that show because it will be fun.
0: We will video document this, and I feel that it will go on YouTube.
1: One hundred percent. Yes, that is what needs to happen. And like I'm just gonna, we're just gonna do it on the Instagram. We're gonna just, we're gonna go up to everyone, and just be like, why aren't you buying tickets for the show? And I'm gonna make personal visits to pretty much every business in Edmonton and start selling tickets. I think Mel, Mel's ordered a boogeyman hat, as far as I know. Oh, and there might be one showing up on their doorstep any day. And, uh, you know, I'm fighting uh, fighting Jesus. And I believe it's pronounced Jesus in the Mexican language. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's no Spanish language story. Ask Nick. Correct me. Ask Cause Nick. Because Nick, Nick, Nick's from Mexico. Yeah. And he said he it's pronounced Jesus in Spanish.
0: Okay. What's his last <laughs> name?
1: Well, Spanish is in Spain, though. Like, don't Mexicans have their own language? <laughs> no. Oh, they all speak Spanish.
3: Cool. Okay, <laughs> well, I
1: just always thought, thought there was, like, different verbs or something. English and England. Oh, English and England. Okay, he just made the parallel to English in England. But those guys do not sound like us at all. <laughs> so they should have, like, their own England, like, language. English. That makes more sense. <laughs> makes no sense. I, uh, I expect
0: that from you, though. Just so why? I expect that kind of stuff from you, though.
1: Correct. I didn't do much math in school, <laughs> so I don't understand how to read books or anything like that. It's stupid.
0: <laughs> well, you went to university, did you not?
1: Yeah, for football. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, coach, like, I, I don't do school books, work. Like, he's like, yeah. So I just kind of go there, take my shirt off in class, and i get, like, a C-. <laughs> flax. I'd be like a little flax and, like, yeah, you know, get out of my stance. Maybe shadow box a little bit, and you know we got some, uh, we got some good grades. You know, I got a degree of sociological engineering.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's yeah. what's uh, what's what's going on with old Brian Caldwell out there?
1: You know, we keep an eye on Brian Caldwell. Sometimes we send spies out. I'm not gonna name names because I don't want to get Caldwell. I don't want to get a cover blog, But sometimes we send spies out, you know, to do recon on. Uh, on uh, other gyms, other people training. And uh, so, you know, Caldwell's one of us. Mm. You know, but we but we do keep a close, close tab. We're kind of like the CIA sometimes, you know. Like we, we have agents. Yes. And sometimes they don't even know they are agents. Yes. And then sometimes we eliminate their agent status without them even knowing and then we eliminate them. So I'm not going to say which one of those Caldwell actually is. We don't know. We can't say. We can't talk about it. And so, like, that's where we're at. But he is a national champion, so we will take credit for that.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Because that makes us look good. So, yeah, he did win a gold medal. He's out there right now. He's in Quebec City. He's training. Where Uncle Ron went with him. And uh, that's impressive because Uncle Ron hates him. But, yeah, (laughs) he's there.
0: So, one of my spies sent me a video of him doing a run that made me very upset.
1: Oh yeah, he's out there, he's he trains with whoever, right? Like he's one of those guys, you know, he needs constant you know, he needs to be monitored. He's kinda like me. You gotta keep a close eye on him. Yes. Otherwise he just kinda wanders off with trainers. Somebody offers him candy and we, to go on a run and then he'll go do it. And, you know, we can't you know I can't be there twenty four seven to help the kid, but you know, he did it. Yeah you know, he'll be he'll be punished for it and uh, you know, we'll just we'll move on.
0: Here's what I thought actually happened is Brian is a champion and he was out running and I feel like this yeah. shitty little deer came up and just jumped in his Instagram video and got in there. A deer? Well, that whatever that thing was that was in the Instagram video with him.
1: <laughs> yeah, it could be, yeah. Definitely, there's, there's a lot of wildlife out here in Victoria and you know it's, it's tough to keep them out of your Instagram videos. As I've proven, Canadian geese deer Carmen gear.
0: Maybe it was uh, a rat.
1: Yeah, bears. We have a bear with me right now. It's actually in the back of Nick's truck here.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. I feel that it might have been a rat that jumped in the video. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I can't watch those videos. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's yeah, get into some. What people, okay, what? what oh, no, no question.
0: Finish what you were going to say because it's probably good.
1: I don't remember. <laughs> no. I just saw a bridge and I was like, oh, cool. We're driving over a bridge. <laughs> so I got distracted. <laughs>
0: All right, you want to do some fan questions?
1: Hell yeah, dude. I want to meet these fans. I wish they could ask me in person.
0: Uh, right? I, yeah. I, one day I might do like a video of people asking you questions, like if I can ever get you in the studio and then you can answer them.
1: That'd be sweet. I would like to, or maybe we'll just do the little Buff thing where I just sit there in a room. Yes. And, like, people just come in and they can, like, ask me questions. I don't respond. I just sit there and cry.
0: We could do, like, mean tweets with you when people and, like, celebrities read mean tweets.
1: That's a trick question. I've never cried. Fuck. <laughs> should have known that.
0: <laughs> All right. Question number one. And this one comes yeah. from Ireland. Uh, if you if you could fight anybody, who would, who would it be?
1: Fight anybody, who would it be? Well, I'd... There's a lot of people I dislike. Who would we fight if I could fight anyone? I'm going for someone with the title man. <laughs> Who's got the strap right now. I want Joshua. Give me Joshua. I want the strap. Give me the strap, him, and then I'll punch out Klitschko on the way. Really? <laughs> I'll beat up Klitschko on the way to that fight. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Uh, question number two comes from Ireland too. Yeah. What was your experience like playing university football?
1: Uh, well we studied really hard <laughs> just didn't party at all
3: <laughs>
1: no you know what college football everybody sees uh the movies and stuff and they think it's like a big party Man, that was a reality check i was up every day at five in the morning in the gym before class then we went to class then we'd be in the uh, we'd be in the, the film room studying film then we'd be at practice and then you'd have to go to study hall and then you'd be reviewing stuff on your own i had a VCR in my or sorry a Dvd player in my room i would be reviewing film, man, and like, that's sometimes during training camp, you got three a days, you get up at six, and you wouldn't get home till midnight, three practices a day, uh, our strength and conditioning was year-round, and we, you had, we'd have like six or seven groups, and it would be some of the most grueling workouts, we had, we had spring ball, I would get two weeks off a year, two weeks in the summer, and then like four or five days around Christmas, depending on what bowl game we're in, so there's a lot of hard work, and it kind of taught me discipline, and you know how to balance different things, and uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It was a great experience.
0: Great answer. Yeah. Uh, the next question comes from the metropolis of Edmonton. Nice. What do you like better, NFL or CFL, and why?
1: Well, I will say this: like there's there's entertaining aspects to every game, but a boring NFL and a boring CFL game are the same to me. And uh, it, it's tough to say, man. It just honestly, it. it's never shows? Up. I would never take a, an awesome CFL game. Uh, or I would never take an awesome NFL game, and like just watch the CFL because I like the CFL better. It's just who's ever playing it better. I'm a I'm a player fan, so like when there's guys I like to watch, I'll watch them and I'll, I'll watch them work and I'll watch them play. And so like as long as the game's exciting, I like them both equally. To be honest with you.
0: Okay next question comes from Mother Russia. Nice. Are you and Sarah actually dating?
1: Are Sarah and I actually dating? (laughs) So, like, that's, that's a question that requires quantum physics to really, you know, answer properly. Because here's the thing. Okay, Sarah doesn't touch people, okay? She doesn't hug. She doesn't hold hands. She doesn't kiss. She doesn't do anything, right? So, Sarah and I are dating in the sense that we live in separate houses. We don't touch or communicate in any way. And we do nothing together other than train. And and we've never been, <laughs> that that I know we've never made out. We've never done anything that a typical couple would do. But yes, we are dating.
0: Okay. It's official. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's Instagram yeah. official. Yes. Uh, next question again is from Edmonton. Do you have any funny locker room stories?
1: <laughs> funny locker room stories. Yeah, they uh uh so I got rookied one year, I was like thought I was pretty cool, I was playing pretty good, and then Dwayne Mandrusiak froze my entire outfit <laughs> into a block of ice. <laughs> and uh, I came back and everyone was kind of like laughing at me on the way down they're like oh yeah like slapping me on the back and everyone had this like smiling I was like oh everyone's being really nice today I came back and my locker was like there's a block of ice that was where all my clothes were
0: <laughs> that sucks <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it wasn't, it wasn't cool walking to my car in my underwear but you know now that's an everyday thing but back then I didn't have the same confidence I do now you know
0: alright next question is from Red Deer who do you look up to?
1: Who do, I look up to? Uh, who do I look up to? Who do I look up to? Who do I look up
0: to, Nick? Obviously, Nick. Yeah, I look
1: up to Uncle Nick.
0: That's a short. Well, joke. you know,
1: I really try to like. Yeah, I try. I try to be more like Uncle Ron every day. To be honest with you. he's my role model. He's my hero, and you know, he's always who I talk to when I'm talking to myself. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, so Uncle Ron.
0: Uncle Ron? So yeah. Al- Uncle Ron might be your hero then?
1: Yes, Uncle Ron is definitely my hero. Okay. I think he's done more for anyone than any firefighter, police officer, politician, or veteran has ever done for anyone.
0: That might be the case. Yeah. Next question is, what does it mean to you to train at Zuma?
1: What does it mean to be trained at Zuma? Uh i yeah it means i are not a pussy <laughs> and I train with real dudes who like you know who actually fight and it's not it's not a made up gym out of nowhere <laughs> it's an established respectable gym that has tough guys and world champions in many different sports and it's a family it's a family atmosphere you know like right now me and uh me and Nick are uh, driving up to Parksville to go spar some dudes and you know we're in it together. Wonderful.
0: Uh, yeah. th- the ninth question was, "Who do you look up to, or any heroes?" You already answered, That's Uncle Ron.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So number ten is from Red Deer again, and it's yeah. how did you get into boxing? And that was actually my wife. My in- wife asked that question.
1: How did, I, how did I get into boxing? Yeah. Well, B- Blanche I said, "Adam, <laughs> you come and train with us. You fight." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, though." And that was it.
0: <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that
1: was it. I was like, cool, yeah, that's fine.
0: Uh the next question is from Victoria was uh, what brought you to Zuma?
1: Um Well, I moved to Victoria and I didn't have any friends and I wanted to make friends and I figured the best way to do that was to go fight people and do check out the only good gym around, so I went there.
0: Good answer. Yeah. Uh, Next question is from San Francisco And it's Who is your favorite boxer?
1: My favorite boxer? Um I love Roberto Duran I love how tough he was, how gritty he was I love how he has over 100 fights But like, honestly man It's probably a good answer that everybody gives Man, I'm a Tyson fan I love his style, I love Teddy Ellis, I love Customato, like the guy that I watched the most would be Tyson, man. He just—he was ferocious. Like he wanted to win. He just—he—he he killed guys, and his knockouts are some of the most sensational of all time. Like I love it, man.
0: <laughs> Tyson is probably my favorite too. Yeah. Uh, next question is from Calgary, Alberta. Will you fight in MMA again?
1: No, I don't think I will fight in MMA. Uh, it was something that I wanted to do, and you know I, If somebody calls me out. Like, Yeah, I'll fight you I don't care Who am I to say I won't fight MMA again If somebody really pisses me off I'll go get a gi And I'll start training And I'll fight them too I don't care Yeah, you'll see a
0: meme About it first though
1: Yeah, exactly Uh,
0: Next question's from Edmonton Would you go back And play football again?
1: Would I go back And play football again? I don't think I could, man Like, these kids are so young Like, I trained with a kid uh, This offseason Dexter Janky And I see, like, the weights That some of these guys Are lifting and how hard they're working and you know the game's passed me by you know like it's uh it's one of those fancy young man's work and uh i don't think that uh uh to be honest with you i can keep up with these guys these youngsters man they're good they're fast they work hard and uh you know i think that that part of the part of my life has passed me by
0: Okay. Well, what? Let's say we got you on even more of a juice diet. Could we? Could we get you back in the pads?
1: (laughs) More of a juice diet. Yeah, I was degrees my carrot juice, and uh, I'll be out there no time.
0: (laughs) Uh, So the last question is: When you were getting drafted by the Edmonton Eskimos, did you ever have any NFL offers?
1: Uh, No, I didn't. Uh, That draft year was a little bit weird because I was projected to go, you know, possibly in like the sixth round or something like that. Whenever they do the projections, but a lot of the guys who went to the combine ended up doing really poorly in my position, and they kind of fell out of uh, out of the draft radius and got knocked down to all the free agent spots. All the free agent spots ended up getting eaten up, and then it was crazy because the guy who I destroyed at the CFL combine, uh, Dan Federkai out of Calgary, ended up playing like ten years and or seven years in the NFL and winning two great cups with or winning two uh, Super Bowls with the Indianapolis Colts. So. I don't think it was a talent issue. I think it was a timing issue, to be honest with you. I just you know, I just didn't impress him as much, and I kind of peaked in my first year in the CFL. And if I'd had that year maybe in my last year of college, then I would have been a uh, possible NFL draft choice.
0: Oh, how many years did you play in the CFL? Three?
1: Uh, five years.
0: Five seasons. Holy shit. Yeah. It's a really long time to get smashed by big dudes.
1: Yeah, man. Well, I sat out for the year with the knee injury, and uh, and that was, you know, that was hard to come back from. But yeah, I played from 2006 to 2010.
0: What exactly was wrong with your knee?
1: I tore my ACL, then I tore it again, and they went in and cleaned it all out, and uh, it was partially torn. So I shaved it down, thinking it would hold. It didn't, and then it snapped, and then I had to get it, uh, it reconstructed again.
0: So did you get a cadaver one, or did they take your hamstring or something?
1: Uh, first, I had a cadaver, and then uh, the second one was a cadaver and a piece of my hamstring.
0: Oh. So, yeah, I have a cadaver yeah. one, and it's from Lou Ferrigno.
1: Yeah, so it's stronger.
0: Yeah, it's huge. It's three times the size of a regular ACL. Amazing. Knees <laughs> are a bitch, though. If you fuck them up, you're you're kind of screwed. Is that why you have the tape around your one leg all the time?
1: Yeah, I get, a little, I get a little tendonitis in there, so I just, I don't know, it's just something about taping it up seems to help.
0: Whatever makes you feel better at night.
1: Yeah, exactly. I sleep well at night with tape on my knee.
0: Yeah. So, you guys are heading up to where? Parksville?
1: Yes. And
0: whose gym is that?
1: Uh, His name is Rich LaStage. And he's, I don't, you know, I don't want to pump his tires too much, but he's a very, very good coach. And I love coming up. uh, He had a heavyweight, Shane Andreessen. Yeah. Who uh, was very successful. He was fighting down in the States. He actually fought uh, Raymond, Ottawa Wally, he fought Nevin Pavic. Uh, he fought for a Canadian title. I believe he's lost.
3: Okay. And
1: uh, But yeah, he was, I think he's 16 and four as a pro heavyweight again. Canada. I had some very tough fights. And, uh, you know, he's a great guy to work with. He's on like 260. So I sparred with him a little bit. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of knowledge there. He's uh, He's trained guys like Aubrey and uh, and a couple guys who are Canadian champions, and uh, he, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a uh, very, very knowledgeable, very knowledgeable in the game of boxing. So it's always good. Uh, his fighters always provide uh, a really good challenge for us. So Nick's getting ready for the fight, so he's coming down and uh, and going to spar, and then uh, I'll probably do a little work down there myself. And uh, yeah, it'll be good, man.
0: Do we have a name yet?
1: Yeah, it's, we're fighting Jesus. I told you.
0: Oh, it's Jesus.
1: Yeah, Jesus Paez. That's
0: his actual name.
1: As far as I know, yeah, it's Jesus Paez. Jesus Paez
0: so Earlier in the week, you sent me a text about a van, and I thought that was his name.
1: No, <laughs> no, West <Valia>. Yeah. <laughs> you thought that was his name? <laughs> I thought that was when we we're gonna go down to Mexico and.
0: Ah, uh, okay. So we, we well, have his name. we like,
1: a count-out, and we're going to, like, go in a West Haley <laughs> event and hang out. Well,
0: <laughs> I'm going to get Mel to text me this name so I can get on the computer and do some stuff now.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah. Um, can you look over at Nick right now and tell me what pants and shoes he's wearing? What
1: well, pants and shoes? A pants <clears throat> he's got Napa pants on. He's got... Jordans on and then like a Lululemon top and he's got like some Nike top with like some Gucci aviators on right now. Like we're, we're doing the Adrian Broner thing apparently.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's got a backwards hat on, right?
1: No, no backwards hat on. No, we're not cool because the shades are too big, right? They're too bedazzled Uh, to really fit under the hat. So
0: I'm always interested to see what Nick's wearing whenever I see him because it's always something that I wouldn't think of
1: yeah no he's definitely like a flashy guy right and it's you know it's that's the boxing lifestyle really right like you get a lot of jewelry and fancy shit and make millions of dollars and just do whatever you want
0: now does he have a grill yet
1: <laughs> I want a fucking grill man let's not bring that up I you know how I feel about having a grill I want a grill
0: <laughs> and a, and a yeah. big thick gold chain like you want a rope chain
1: no I want like a like kind of like yours but I want to like you know like like gold like want some jewelry you know and uh, I think that would be fantastic
0: how does Nick feel about this fight he's been out of action for a few years now
1: Nick is very excited he's been wanting to do a pro boxing fight forever and I think you know doing one at KO is great the fans are great it's a professional setting it's not like Mickey Mouse uh you know they've been doing it for years it's going to be a good opponent uh his his opponent's got a lot of experience Nick's got a lot of experience and uh It's going to be exciting, man. Nick's got a great style.
0: I've done some recon on Nick's opponent, actually. He's a good little boxer. Um, Yeah, he is, yeah. Other than your fight, because obviously it's the boogeyman, uh, I'm most excited for Nick's because I've trained with Nick for a lot of years, and Nick hits like a fucking Mack truck. Yeah. And I always wanted to see what would happen in a boxing setting because he was always so boxing oriented around. It it was always boxing, boxing, boxing. That's what he wanted to do. So I'm real excited to see him get in the ring and and
1: box. Yeah, it's going to be awesome.
0: Well, we've already done a rant. How far are you guys away from Parksville?
1: Uh, We're getting there. We're getting there. My phone is dying, though.
3: Classic. (laughs)
1: Yeah, buddy. Well, yeah, man. Well, uh, I'm pretty excited to come out there and hang out.
0: Yeah, you're out here on the 11th, right? Yeah. I believe I have a video camera lined up. Beautiful. And we'll be able to take that to Edmonton, and we'll maybe, we'll, we'll not just go to shops, we'll go to random people, too. I feel like that'll be fun.
1: Oh, on the street, yeah. Like, it's, I'm just going to see my shirt off, so I'll take it Put a Jesus hat on. Everyone will come.
0: Well, are you gonna get a Jesus hat?
1: I have to. That's the guy I'm fighting.
0: That's true. We have a hat for you do, sitting do, do here. You,
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe a Bella hat too.
0: This one is black. Ooh. It has pink writing. Nice. Like hot pink writing.
1: Yeah.
0: And it says, "Boogie Child."
1: Yeah, we like the Boogie Child.
0: Yeah. We we all like the Boogie Child. And we're gonna have her. We're gonna have her write a little note to you on the inside of yes. the on the on the, on the brim.
1: I can't wait to get this
0: out. Uh, it's gonna be amazing. You you might cry. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, we'll let you go and have fun with Nick on your little road trip. If you see any Dylan Carmen deer on the side of the road that have been hit by accident, please take a picture and send it, send that to me. <laughs> I will. All right, man. All right, bro. Talk to you soon. Peace. Bye. Welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. Today the podcast is brought to you by Audible.com You guys can head on over to audibletrial.com
4: forward slash spice and uh, audible.com is going to give you guys one free credit for a book and spice life podcast is going to give you 30 days free trial at audible.com so head on over to audibletrialcom forward slash spice and enter the code or you can head on over to our website
0: TsolPodcast.com and uh, pick up all your links for the websites we are also brought to you by dragon mist dragon mist is an all-natural topical spray that gives you immediate relief from razor burn cuts bug bites well have you used it luke I haven't personally, but I have used it on uh, my daughter. She got some scratches from
4: wrestling the other day with our son, and uh, it did work. Um, You know, we sprayed it on. Next day,
0: it was all cleared up, and uh, she, you know, it it worked good. Smells good. Yeah, I've used it. I use it on razor burn. I use it on acne. It also gives you relief from outbreaks and itchiness from eczema and psoriasis. Reduces scarring from injuries and is saline free. So if you guys go to www.wickeddragonmiss.com and use the promo code MISSSPICE, you'll receive a 30% discount, or you can visit them in their three retail locations, Bower Mall, uh, the West Edmonton Mall, and the Kingsway Mall in Edmonton, Alberta. Use the promo code MISSSPICE and save 30% in-store. We are also brought to you by Balanced Nutrition, meal prep made easy. Tell
4: us about that. Lenita Wilton in uh, Red Deer with Balanced Nutrition, she does uh, meal prep, she also does family food prep and whatever else your needs kind of meet, but we use her for our fight prep and our food, she provides us uh, meals based off of uh, what, our, what our calorie intake is supposed to be, outlined by our nutrition, nutrition coach, and uh, she cooks for that, so you guys can head on over to her Facebook page, uh, Balanced Nutrition, and uh, you can get her contact info from there and place your order on there and uh, use the promo code Spice10 and receive 10% off 10 meals or more. So uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cost-effective actually. I mean, it's eight or nine bucks a meal. Uh, it's clean, you know, fish, salmon, uh, chicken, bison, whatever you guys want, steak. You can pick your vegetables, pick your protein, pick your carbs, and she makes it for you. So
0: it's pretty good. We're also brought to you by Wicked Alternative Body Fashion. Wicked Alternative Body Fashion is Canada's largest selection of body jewelry. Now, Luke, you don't have anything pierced or anything like that. No, I do not. But you do like to wear a necklace every once in a while. Yes, I do. So these guys, they got necklaces and stainless steel and sterling silver. They also stock earrings, rings, chains, necklaces. Pretty much whatever you guys got pierced, they got jewelry for it. Cool. So if you guys go to www.wickedbodyjewelry.ca and use the promo code WICKEDSPICE, you'll receive a 30% discount. Or you can visit them in their three retail locations, Bauer Mall in Red Deer, Alberta, the Kingsway Mall in Edmonton, Alberta, and the West Edmonton Mall. Use the promo code Wicked Spice and save 30% on your purchase. And we'll get to the podcast now. Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, Fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now,
4: here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. Today, today we got uh, Cody the Donkey Krong on the podcast today.
2: It's not the I party. know, I know, I know, i just
4: did it to tease you,
2: truck. I'm just it to tease you You know what, I think I'm actually going to change my nickname I was uh, I was watching my fight with Matt Baker and since Boss Rooten thought of it I think it's fair enough to say I could change my name if Boss is saying it He likes uh, the rap of Kron, I thought that was kind of Ooh, that's cool a one. One. that's a good like one, one. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I like that Yeah, I like that T-shirt one. ideas too, I'm sure yeah. So, yeah, we'll see
0: But you have to fight to have that again though
2: yeah, that's right. I actually have to show up for a fight. Fair enough.
0: Do you have something <laughs> lined up in the MMA
2: works right now, or is that what's happening? Uh... I think okay, the thing was, all along, I started going back to Frank Lee's about a couple weeks ago anyways. Um, so I started taking the evening classes there. Um, I started doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu with my wife again. We started going back to uh, UFC gym. and We are training with Devin Viner out there. So like that was just kind of my thing. Is my plan was, you know, I wanted to get back into it and, and take another MMA fight in the fall, after I would just been training, you know, because usually I'm not the kind of guy that does very serious training unless I have a fight coming up. But you know, I'm 33. Every time I fight, it takes something out of my body. So if I'm going to do something, you know, I want to do it right. I want to I want to put all my eggs in one basket when I fight. Right. So I figured, you know, I would just do a whole summer of training and absorbing my knowledge from Kajro Noda and Levi Kump, my two uh, striking coaches from Frank Lee. Frankly, he's, excuse me. And like I said, as well, I working with Devin and, you know, Jared McComb, another really big training partner of mine. And I think actually it was my training with him for his title fight that really kind of sparked my interest in wanting to fight MMA again. Okay. So I can't say the name yet or the promotion because, again, it's not on paper, nothing signed, so I'm not going to say. But it's a good fight. Um, it's a top ten opponent. Uh, and if this goes through, it's gonna be one hell of a fight. That's really all I can say right now. So I know that's super vague, but um, what weight yeah, class? No, it, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, 185 or 205. He fights in either, and so do I. So a I prefer top, 185.
0: A top person in Canada, or are you talking the world?
2: Canada. Okay. Canada. I'm not. I'm. That's the thing. I'm. I'm not. Not ready for the world or anything like that. Let's see how this one goes. But um, I feel that this fight's a, also a good test as well as. A very fan-friendly uh, fight.
0: Well, it'd probably be in Edmonton. Yep. Probably for Unified. Probably. <laughs> and I bet you if I went on the Canadian rankings, I could pick the person right now.
2: Uh, he's, a, he's a similar fighter to me. Um, again, I'm not saying officially, but I know he'll say yes. I know he's that kind of guy. He He steps up. He's a tough motherfucker. He'll do it.
0: Would this be so. for a title?
2: No. Okay no title i don't I'm, I'm not i'm not in contention for any title i think if i beat this guy maybe we could start that conversation again but uh one thing at a time
0: because you haven't fought in mma since probably the last time i fought like 2015 right
2: matt baker my uh very very poor poor performance against matt baker in my second fight with him was my last one and that's where i regrettably put my gloves down in the middle of the ring and made the whole big hollywood ending to my career and Oh, Cody! I know, and you know what? I can't take that back. It's a stupid me for doing that, but what's done is done. You know, it's going to be. By the time I get back into it, it'll be yeah, two years since I've had an MMA fight. In that time, I've uh, fought Mr. Spicer twice and had my most recent fight against uh, Gary Kopus. So, in that time, did, you didn't beat Gary, did you? It was a close fight, though, right? It was. A, he won. He won. Like, there's no. You know. Luke, I I feel our second fight was razor thin. You know that was—I again—I gave you the nod on that. You're, you're tough. I can't believe that you could stand after I hit you that that hard so many times. But, hat off to you, sir. But that was a close fight with Gary. um, No, he he landed more punches. I had the most fun I've ever had in any of my fights. But uh, no, my my hat off to Gary. Actually, oh my god, I had so much fun, so much fun. Like that's the most free I've ever been in my life. Was just being in a little ring like that punching somebody in the face
0: <laughs> so let's get into this fucking marco letterburn goddamn debacle yeah
2: this, this this stuff this crap
0: god damn it cody i put a lot of work into this
2: you did you did you're the you, you are single-handedly the reason why this fight would have happened if we would have had the right contract plain and simple man like that's you know if dakota wants to kind of do these press releases and and you know try to slander my character and say that you know oh i Something's going on here. Something behind the scenes. I don't know what Cody wants. What's the real reason that he's not fighting after saying he wanted to shut him up? It's because it's not worth the risk, man. You know, I'll admit there's a lot of pressure when you want to fight Mark hiley Wedderburn. I cannot, cannot, cannot lose a fight to a guy like that. I can't have it be close. You know, I I was training to have him knocked out in a second round, and I was really, really starting to put work into it. But the thing is, like I was telling you, I train at Frank Lee's. That's a Muay Thai gym. They're not gonna, you know, suddenly be like, okay, guys, we're gonna do boxing for the next little bit here because Cody has a fight coming up. That means I have to go somewhere else. I have to go to another gym. That means I'd have to go to a third gym, which means a third gym membership to sign up somewhere, get private lessons from somebody, and actually put the work in. That's the thing. It's either all or nothing, you know.
3: Yeah. So if i was gonna take
2: this fight, yeah, I would have trained my absolute balls off to do it. Where did you train to fight Copas? I was training out of uh, UFC gym for that one mostly, but I was also doing a lot. well, the way that my work was i had a, an opportunity to do a lot more private lessons with my striking coach as well this time now i work i work a day job so you know i put in two hours the evening but like i said i don't really have anyone else to hold pads for me or that can do just boxing get Lexi to Frank hold lead. pads I for you goddammit! get Lexi to hold pads for me no i uh i don't know if, i don't know if she would be down for that i actually i already heard her doing jiu-jitsu so i don't think she'd be down for uh that. <laughs> let's
0: let's stop hurting Lexi.
2: Mm. Oh yes. So she's she's tough. She can handle it.
0: So what stopped the fight for you was the fact that there wasn't the thousand dollars of extra money in the contract, right?
2: Plain and simple, you know? Like it was a thing. Like it's it started all kind of brewing in my head. I was having a really bad day when yesterday when I, I messaged Michael and told him, like, you know what, man? I'm not doing this. You know, like we we tried off the hop to negotiate the whole let's both have a show purse. And then we'll combine whatever's left over from the show purse, our medicals or whatever, whatever licensing fees, corner fees, all that garbage. That could be our show money. And then the win purse would be whatever was left, the combined money from, you know, our purses combined. So either way, Dakota is still paying the exact same amount of money. All they had to do was just sign a new contract. But instead, I guess it was easy for them to make a couple posts saying that I'm scared to fight someone who's lost something like 10 fights in a row and lost a Mark. Marcus Hicks twice you honestly think I'm scared to fight a guy that tapped out to Marcus Hicks twice come on man come on
0: so here's what I was willing to do is I was going to put up a thousand dollars of my own money and I would have gave that to the winner and me and Lucille would have went and got our money from the person that fucking lost (laughs) and but Markel Wedderburn came back to me he sent me a thousand dollars to if he lost I would have gave you that thousand dollars in cash
2: Really? Yes. Interesting. Okay. So the money's there is what you're saying?
0: I got a 1000 bucks of his right now. All I got to press is I need it in writing.
2: I need it in writing, dude. I've been doing this for eight years. Been too many times where I've been promised stuff. And then when it comes time around, like I said, why would I want to chase somebody for money after I knock them out?
0: You don't have to chase them. I got it. I'll give it to oh. you. I need it in writing. God damn it, Cody.
2: <laughs> it's easy enough, man.
0: Well, I I don't make the contracts unfortunately. <laughs> if I could make the fucking contracts, I would make the contract say it. I don't know why it's that hard. I don't know why I can't just say that. Um, it's when you do a fight like that with commissions, you can't say in the contract winner take all. The the commission won't no, sign but off so on so
4: then make it three hundred bucks to show and show money and win fifteen hundred bucks to win.
0: Boxing has never ever had a win bonus in the history of boxing
2: yeah I don't know, whatever, but you know the thing is, like contracts are contracts, they're supposed to be private agreements and stuff like that. We couldn't come to an agreement on it, and now, instead, like I said, these guys have decided to you know kind of blast my name and stuff like that. So I don't know, I don't think they're interested in working with me at this point. I'm not really interested in this fight anymore. It was what it was, but I, th- I think more than anything, yeah, we're just going to go our separate ways. I've got enough I've got enough private messages. From other promoters, from other fighters, that are like, you know what, man, like we know, we know what's up, man. You're not afraid to fight, guys, and you know I've already gotten another offer to take another fight elsewhere for a different promotion, MMA. Probably not going to do it anyways, just because you know I don't feel like taking a short notice fight. But that's the thing, like, you know, I'll be fine without these guys. So, I was yeah, say, I don't know. Red Deer's I, looking
4: they, for another 205 guy on June 3rd for
0: MMA. Yeah,
4: I heard. To I heard. <laughs> yeah. so fight who? Devin. His oh, opponent, is his opponent pulled
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's a good fight, you're Cody. You should take up, that
2: fight. You're to try to put me on the spot and take that fight now? No. <laughs> no. I'm done
0: no. trying to get you to take fights. I'm
3: over it.
2: Was, I'm, again, <laughs> obviously, I'm scared, right? I've only, I've only fought top 10 guys for the last seven years, so obviously, you know. I don't want to lose to someone like Mark Riley.
0: Well, hey, man, you already retired in the ring. You put your fucking gloves <laughs> down. <laughs> yep,
2: yeah, what's done is done, right?
0: See, all the interactions I've ever had with Cody, he's always been a gentleman. And always been nice, very soft spoken, and now he fucking made me mad because I put a lot of work into it, and I'm, I'm
4: mad. He got surgery yesterday too. You should have heard him yell at me on the last podcast. but like he came on glued. I thought he was gonna hit me actually, and, and mostly because he's mad about this. But yeah, he was really mad. I'd never seen him like that before.
2: Coming down from coming down from the painkillers or I, something. I was scared. no up.
4: No, I wasn't. Going up. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, that's how you deal with being high. You get angry. Uh, he Jeez. said something
0: I didn't like, so I went off. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not uh, necessarily mad at you i'm mad at the situation
2: i and you know what like i i don't know i mean like i wasn't a fan of dakota before this so i was kind of thinking about it i think i got caught up in the moment of it but like no now that i'm thinking about it i'm like eh. you know what i mean like there's there's nothing in my contract that says that i would actually get any commission on ticket sales or anything like that you know he says like oh by the way i know it's not in the contract but any tickets you sell you get five percent for this and 5% on sponsorship and stuff like that. So, again, that's stuff that's left out. And, again, I've been doing this shit for eight years. I've been fucked over on contracts way too many times. My first fight with Mike Kent, that's probably the best example I can give you guys. That was supposed to be a title fight at 185. Four weeks out, it gets changed to 195 because Mike has an injury. So I'm like, okay, do we need to change the contract then? Because it went from being a title fight to just being a regular fight, right? Guess what? They kept it five rounds and didn't tell me about that. Hmm. So I'm Seeing Mike Kent's ass for a good three rounds, I think the fight's over. I think I just won my first decision, and suddenly I'm looking over, and they're getting ready for round four. I'm so gassed, I lose, you know? And again, it's because we didn't do it on the contract. We're professional fighters. This is what we do. I'm not going to do some bullshit gentleman's agreement with Mark Kiley Wedderburn, somebody who has to pander money to feed his kids and stuff like that. I've had so many people message me like, man, I hope you kick that guy's ass. You know how many times he's asked me for money? He's a bum. He's straight up a bum. So that's the thing. I'm not chasing him for money. I'm not going by anyone else's guarantee. It's not in paper. I'm not doing it, man. Plain and simple. That's professional Fuck. fighting.
0: I would have wrote it in paper with my name on it. <laughs> oh well, shit happens. Oh well, I'm over it. I was I'm mad.
2: Over it too. I was I'm really mad over yesterday.
0: It. But
4: uh,
2: that's okay. Yeah, I had a pizza last night. I feel fine. <laughs> screw you
4: <laughs> and screw you for eating cheeseburgers. I haven't <laughs> eaten more <my laughs> cheeseburger yet. I Hate <laughs> both of you.
2: How much, how, much, uh, how much time till your fight there, Luke? June 3rd, so June just, 3rd? just
4: under two weeks.
2: Oh, yeah. and that's that Krako guy that fights everybody. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's going to be cool. I'll have to come check that out, actually. He, yeah.
4: um, he fought Advin at the last Havoc when I fought Markel, right? Okay. And he beat Advin in a decision, and then he yeah. called out Ryan after the fight, and then he fought a boxing fight February when I fought Mark McKinnon, and I lost the decision.
2: But and then, then, didn't he, and then he fought Brad Stewart after that. Yes. Yeah,
4: but he shit-talked okay. me after he won in February that he was going to okay. beat me up in, in June because we already knew we were fighting before the, the February okay. fight. We had already okay. agreed on everything. And uh, um, yeah, and then he fought, what was that guy's name? That Brad Stewart. It? Yeah, and he lost to him on Lee's show.
2: Yes, dis- Yeah, I lost decision decision, to
4: him. because they fought at 195.
2: It was supposed to be, Brad Stewart was originally supposed to do, what was, What Lethbridge call it, the punch-boxing fights? Where okay. you could fight MM it was with it was all MMA until you get a takedown and then you bring it back to the feet. Uh, so it was supposed to be Brad Stewart against I don't know I, I've like I don't super boxing. It's just
4: boxing with takedowns, right?
2: Yeah, so it's just it's MMA stand up with yeah takedowns, but then you bring it back up. So same thing. You could clinch. You could hold the guy against the fence and punch him or whatever. Elbows, knees, and oh. it's all oh, with four. It was with the four ounce gloves. So yeah. like hillbilly MMA really. But anyways, he was supposed to do that against, I forget whom, but then that person pulled out and then they did their K1 fight and yeah, Krako stepped in on short notice and, huh. and lost decision decision. I didn't see the fight. Couldn't say how it went. Where are you right now? I am at Red Loon Tattoo. This is me and my wife's tattoo shop. And me. You have a tattoo shop? You didn't know that? I'm, it's much, yeah. much more hers than mine. <laughs> how do I but not know these things? And there's it's my wife okay, right there. Yeah. Say hi, Lexi. Hi, Lexi. Hi, Lexi. Uh. <laughs>
0: That's my daughter's name.
2: Small world. Yeah. It's not her, her real name. It's not her, her Christian name, but it's what, it's what I've always called her. So, Well, what's Lexi. her Christian name? Lauren. Lauren, it was Lauren Elizabeth, so you combine it into Lexi. Oh. And that's how I've actually always known her. It wasn't until we actually started dating that I learned her real name. <laughs>
0: See, I had an off-color comment for that, but I can't say it because it's his wife.
2: Thank you. appreciate that.
3: I, was <laughs> I didn't think anything,
0: but when he said off-color, I went, oh, wait
4: a minute, And then I, I better not say it either. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Wow, you guys. I'm kidding. Really is this. It's
2: like having
0: a porn
4: name.
2: It is the spice of life, podcast. Yeah.
0: It's spicy. It's like having a porn name, right? <laughs> she can't hear
4: this, though, either, can she?
2: No, no, I have headphones on. Yeah. So good.
4: Yeah, so only we, can, only we can hear it.
0: And by me saying that, I in no way mean that she is a porn star or anything like that.
2: No, no, I, I think I've teased her about it, too. Like, Lexi, is that your stage name? Yeah. Now nah, he's <laughs> looking at <laughs> me. Oh. Gonna you. Oh, she's going to punch you. Where'd bro. you go? What happened? Where'd you go? She, she, she cracked me, guys.
0: you. She punched you. Hold on a sec. You just got to hit okay. the... There you go.
2: There it is. <laughs> okay. I'm back. No black eye. No black eye.
0: So does Lexi do the tattoos?
2: Uh, no, she's the manager, and she's also a very, very accomplished body piercer. And what is the name of this place? red loon tattoo and piercing and we are on uh calgary trail just south of white avenue and
0: is that where you get all your tattoos done yes it is and well do-
2: mostly i should say actually my uh my one sleeve um longtime friend chris iwaniak he's at bombshell tattoo so i still go to him for uh working on my sleeve and we're gonna do a back piece but the rest of my body the other the other three limbs of my back i'll be getting done at uh red loon we got some really awesome artists here are you gonna get your head done Neck maybe. Neck would be last. I figured neck and hands last after I do everything else. But I'm also a really big wimp when it comes to getting tattooed, so I can usually do maybe like three hours at a time. So it's gonna it's 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 gonna take me a while.
4: Isn't that weird that we can get punched and kicked in the face no problem, and you get tattooed and it's like oh 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 I don't like this. I hate it. Well, too.
2: I don't know. Maybe maybe if I was getting punched every once in a while while being tattooed, so I could oh. get that adrenaline response.
4: <laughs> let me know next time but you're getting tattooed i'll come punch you i don't have a problem
2: with that sure yeah come on down man. just make sure you have a glove on that's all i ask okay but yeah no, I, i'm the same way too like every time i have to go get blood work every three months same thing the, the nurse is like oh it's you again you're that big wuss you know like they they know me and they know that i'm gonna be the guy that's gonna be all tense even though i know it's not gonna hurt i'm terrified of needles i don't know it's just i'm call me weird
0: I don't like the ones that they have to put in your vein to do, like, the, the IV thing. I don't like IV
2: IVs that. suck. Yeah, IVs are gross, man. Same thing, too. Like, you know, when I use some, do big cuts and then I get an IV afterwards, same thing. I'm like, this is really the worst part. Like, this is way more scared than I'm ever going to be backstage for a fight yeah. getting this IV.
0: I'd rather them stick the tube in my asshole and do it that way rather than get the fucking needle
4: jammed in my vein. <laughs> I don't think it works <laughs> like that. So you're Why saying you got a loose asshole? Everything. Yeah. Saying he's got a loose ass. Um... <laughs> The uh, I don't mind getting a needle for IV, but I I hate getting my blood taken. I don't like it either. That's yeah,
3: gross. What's yeah, worse this, than this,
4: any of that though is when you go donate blood cuz that needle that they use to take your blood, huge, yeah. you can like you could like wiggle it around inside the other needle. It's so big. Seriously, it's huge.
2: Yeah, or donating bone marrow. Those people are uh That's a, a brave bunch cuz they have the same thing like I
4: ooh it's a huge needle. Right
0: I got to go get the stem cells taken out of my hip, so I'm not looking forward to that.
2: That'll probably be the same. Oh, snap. Good luck on that there, bud.
0: Yeah, I'm getting stem cells taken out of my hip, and then they're going to inject them in my spine.
2: Ooh, some science stuff. Yeah. So what's, what happened to your back, if you don't mind me asking?
0: I compressed three discs, and one of them is, like, crushed. And then my S1 nerve, so my sciatic nerve, is severely pinched. So, every time I bend over, so basically what has to happen is they need to, like, accordion my spine back.
2: Pull it apart? Okay.
0: so that my S1 nerve can get unpinched. So,
2: that's, like, all the time then where you're feeling that, hey?
0: Every time I take a step, I can feel it.
2: Every step you take.
0: Yeah. But on top of that, I had a bunch of scar tissue in my knee that needed to get taken out from knee surgery I had in August. So I went in yesterday to have the Poor guy. have the knee surgery done to get the scar tissue taken out so we could relieve the compensation that I'm doing with my other leg that's compressing my spine. Right. Ooh. So in turn, I couldn't fight Markel Wedderburn on June
2: 24th. No, you were scared. Obviously.
0: <laughs> so I handpicked so <laughs> I hand-picked Cody Cron to take my place in this p- <laughs>
2: Hey, fair enough. You know what? If I was a younger fighter, I would have jumped on it because I, I would have been so full of piss and vinegar. But like I said, like I don't, I don't need to take fights like that. I get offers all the time. I haven't fought MMA in two years, and I still get offers all the time because you know people want to see me fight. You saw my fight with Luke. Like you know, it's not. I'm never ever boring. You know, I'll put it on, and I would have put on an excellent show for this one. But the cards couldn't work out. We couldn't get. We couldn't agree on a contract. So, you know, I
0: remember Cody so from back bit. in the day at 170.
2: I never made 170. No, you didn't, but you tried. I tried a couple times. (laughs) I ended up in the hospital once. That was was pretty stupid of me. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. I remember from
0: back in the day, I used to look up to him, actually, when I was first coming on the MMA scene, and I was like, oh, this fucking Cody guy, he fights everybody, so we'll watch him fight. And then now we get to be friendly. So that's kind of fun for me. But you're younger than me, which is funny
2: that's the thing i'm i'm fight old though that's the thing yeah. you know like my my the first year that i was a fighter i fought eight times yeah in one year you know like i i, I like to do it but like i said now I'm now i'm 33 and you know like I, I notice it in my body after i'm sparring and after a really hard day of training and you know that's the thing like that's tenor maybe, that's why you have all these issues and you got to get get surgery for it right because you know eventually we all got to pay a price for this
4: maybe you're so sparring i'm not gonna get my like i'm fights. not gonna
2: break Sorry. Go ahead. Maybe
4: your sparring fights shouldn't be like
2: fights. <laughs> <laughs> I've toned that back considerably. Good. Actually. That's, uh, Good. That's, that's smart. The thing. Like, now that I, I've been reading up on that, and I kind of thought about it. I'm like God. you know, I think when you're young, you should spar hard. You got to know. You got to know how you're going to react to getting cracked in the face and stuff like that. But uh, I, hey, think you react I feel I'm pretty bad. Cracked in the now. face. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. Like if you're if you if your reaction to getting punched in the face is turn or walk away in the ring, do you really want your friends and family to see that? You know? Yeah. But that's 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 how I see it. So I think I think early in your career when you still have a lot of brain cells, yeah, I get punched around a little bit. But now now it's much more about, you know, working on my head movement, working on my cardio, working on technique and stuff like that. And, you know, my coach is big into like, you know, every time that you slip this way, we throw this and we do this and stuff like that. And it's much more about refining it rather than just trying to be a tough guy. So, so for me it's that's the thing, like whatever fights I take, it's it's gotta be it's gotta be the right thing. It's gotta be the right money, it's gotta be the right hype. We had all the hype, you know, I was getting ready to do some other videos and stuff like that. But then I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I'm I'm lucky if I'm going to be walking away with 850 bucks in my pocket. And I just felt like I was already getting fucked over early on. Like I said, I've been doing this for eight years and I just, you know, I get a feeling on this kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I'm just not going to do it if I'm, if I'm getting a bad feeling on it.
0: So when you were getting ready to fight Luke the second time, I was helping him get ready for the second fight. Mm-hmm. And every week I seen you posting on there after these fucking sparring rounds, you got cuts and black eyes. I was like, "What the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> Are you fighting Mack trucks just with your face?" I didn't know what you were doing.
2: <laughs> I wanted, it, I wanted it to be out there then. like I said, like I, I have really tough sparring partners, you know. And same thing, that takes a little bit out of you every time as well. But that's the thing, like yeah, there's everyone, everyone that I spar needs to be on the same level as the guy that I'm gonna fight. So I, you know, I've really always tried to recruit really tough guys. Uh, we're trying to do that again. Actually, we're going to see if uh, I could do the open sparring at UFC gym again, and uh, that's basically the idea. Is I don't care who you're training with, if you're who you're fighting, or any of that stuff. If you want to come down to our gym, we're going to have a big cage in there. Awesome cage, awesome mats to work with, and stuff like that. You know, I got my team fat jacked. We got uh, we got our training right afterwards, and that's basically where we do a bunch of wall wrestling and stuff like that. So, yeah, I've got I've got my training set up. and It's it's a beautiful thing.
4: I'll come down there and punch you and kick you in your face, but I ain't doing any wrestling with you.
2: Oh, come on. Come on. I'd fight you in an MMA fight like tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Kick, kickboxing, I'd uh, give me a year. It's
4: different different, different guy coming out for this next fight from here, that's for sure. I've, I've, changed, I've changed a lot of stuff,
3: man.
2: Well, obviously I watched your, uh, if you want to call it a fight with Mark Kiley there, you looked much more improved there. Like, you know, you were you're coming together you had some good combinations with your hands you're throwing some heavy punches you know i you a couple times and yeah you switched gyms there you go i
4: train with gary full-time now and now i'm like really training with gary just yeah three three full days a week one-on-ones with him doing a bunch of stuff and and uh yeah really just upping it i don't want to fight on these small shows anymore either i need to get that next shot so uh well yeah
2: like that's to me that was a big reason why going back to frank lee's was such a big deal for me too you know Especially, that was the biggest adjustment I made from our first fight to our second fight. Was I started going to Lee's. I started working with Nick Penner, started working with Levi, started doing the private lessons and stuff like that. But then my work schedule changed. I still do work. I still do my work with Levi. But like I said, now I started doing the evening classes. And Mm -hmm. like, like now that I'm back there, I'm like, man, like this is, you know what I mean? Like everyone there is really serious. And like the class goes for an extra half an hour usually because everyone just wants to keep training. And then even after that, you know we're. Where guys will come and do crunches or hit the bag or just you know what I mean like there's just like like that that environment. It's a different you know, you need it's that a environment. Different environment, different intensity. Yeah, exactly. You know? Well, you can see
4: Absolute. that too because you you need to you need to be able to do that because otherwise it's just it's like you know you're doing it for a hobby and it's got to be more than that, right? So
2: well, there's so many yeah, so many times you see it where fighters as soon as they change gyms, you know, their career goes in a different direction. So let's see what this one does for me, I guess. Yeah.
0: So what's the plan with MMA then? Are you like do you want a belt?
2: Um. I would definitely, like, I think this is kind of, the whole idea is one more good run. Okay. You know, we'll, we'll see how, again, how, how this next fight goes. This particular individual has a fight coming up, so we'll see how he does. Another reason why I don't want to announce anything. I feel very confident in his ability to beat the guy that he's fighting, but, sorry, I forget was going with that. You were going to um, tell us
0: where he's fighting. I
2: bet you it's oh, Miles yeah. Anstead. No, he's got the belt, or he's he might get the belt, actually. Excuse oh. me, I shouldn't say anything about that. Um. No, nothing, nothing with Miles Anstead or the belt right now. Um, but there, there is another matchup that's uh, that's that's really compelling to me. So we're gonna see how that goes, and then
4: and where is that go matchup? that direction? Where's that matchup that you're watching? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it might be, it might be in Edmonton.
0: <laughs> it's
2: in Edmonton. Like I said, I, it's
0: at Unified.
4: No, I'm asking him where the where his I opponent's didn't, I fighting didn't say next. That. I'm trying to Tanner, find Tanner, I did his not impo-
2: say that. I did not say I know that. Know exactly
0: where it is. It's yeah. in Edmonton Unified. Yeah.
2: I think I've even told you guys off record before. So I'm yes. sure you guys know. But again, I'm not, I can't say, I don't, and that's the thing I don't want to say beforehand too because the fight's not happening. So until anything happens, it's just me kind of talking out my ass. So mm-hmm. it's a good fight. It's a good fight if it happens. That's all I'll say.
0: What's your weight at right now?
2: 215.
0: What a big boy.
2: I'm a big boy, but yeah, the fight was supposed to be at 200. Um, Start doing my road work and stuff like that. And Let's see those Tyson Fury abs. No. I just ate, I t- dude, I just ate a pizza by myself last night. You think there's Tyson Fury abs? Oh, Tyson Fury Yeah, pizza. yeah, there's not Tyson Fury
4: look. abs, yeah. What's yeah. well, yeah, white, too? <laughs> oh, look at how
2: white he is. That's yeah, amazing.
4: I, <laughs> I thought my eyes were still screwed up from the dilation the way it reflected
0: there. Yeah. My
2: eyes that dilated just made, this morning. Does I you guys a little snow blind there? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so right after you decided to not do the fight with Markel, he went right after Ryan Ford.
2: Well, isn't that what he wanted? He was going to beat me and then call out Ryan Ford or something like that? I think that's, that's that must be, the, to me, that explains the only reason why he would want to fight me boxing. I don't know why he even didn't want to do kickboxing. Like, like, that's both of our background. He, well, he wanted wants, to do boxing.
0: He wants the rematch with Ford. Apparently, he feels disrespected and his family feels disrespected <laughs> or some shit. I don't know.
2: See, and that's the thing. That's the only reason people know who Mark Kiley was because what was that like? Eight years ago, yeah. he was doing the exact same crap, yeah. making viral videos, calling out Ryan Ford. You guys saw that fight, or do you know how that fight went?
0: I was there. Tanner cornered him,
2: not Markel. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, so you saw that. Basically, Ryan went across the cage, picked up Mark Hiley, slammed him, and choked him out in, I'm pretty sure it was under two minutes.
0: A minute and 27 seconds. A minute and 27 seconds,
2: right? So that that was the only reason that they put that fight on was just because everyone wanted to see Mark Kiley get his ass kicked, much like this one. But, you know, there was a lot more hype. I'm sure Ryan was getting paid far more money than what I was even being offered. You know? But that's what I mean. Like, that's that's all, That's all. the only reason why people know who Mark Kiley is. Because eight years ago, he called out Ryan Ford, made a big deal out of it, and got his ass kicked. Yeah.
0: Cody, and give me he... two seconds. I'm getting a real bad reception. Let me call you back, okay?
2: Okay. There we go. Sorry, buddy. Hello. Okay. Where were we? Uh, we
0: were talking about the Ryan Ford fight and how he beat the shit out of him in 27 seconds. <laughs>
2: And well, really, I, I think that's that though. Like, yeah, he, that's his claim to fame was, making viral videos and getting beaten up for it.
4: Well, that's what happened, right? When when our fight got canceled because of the fire, then then you were looking for a fight. He started lipping you off, like just being a, you know, a clown. And I had said something. Well, I'm glad you said something to him or whatever, right? And then he sends me a private message that he'll beat me up and and just goes off yeah we saw that and i was like i was like man i'll fight you like i don't care i'm not gonna fight you in in thai boxing because i've never claimed to be a muay thai fighter but i'll fight you k1 or whatever however you want and then after i beat you the second time right away he's messaging me like yeah way to go knew you'd beat him i'm gonna yeah, beat yeah. him all this stuff and 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 he's talking all respectful and then he's like yeah we'll fight and so i was like whatever man i'll fight you and that's when i got offered that fight in uh, red deer
0: how much better the pitcher is now. yeah
4: it is it's way better and so then you see uh, my hair yeah no you have none and then and uh. then he uh he was like talking all respectful let's have a respectful fight and all this stuff and i'm like whatever man that's fine i'm not i'm not into like serious trash talking i like to make fun and poke and try to get under you know well, yeah
2: we, we we kind of traded a few quips here and there for, yeah. for the second one i remember but yeah exactly it was never classless or no, disrespectful or anything like that i put a
4: couple of those out for matt though but that's just because i'm trying to get under his skin extra hard
2: why not right yeah if hey if, if it's gonna help the fight did by you mean, see the
4: sports bra meme i put out
2: <laughs> what i put was a, that when i was taking a face break though i might not have been on facebook for that one i
4: was just on instagram the other day i put it oh okay matt krakow's wearing a pink sports bra
2: okay i'll take a look at that right away. <laughs>
4: I may or may not have one for him to give to
2: him at weigh-ins so he can support his (laughs) (laughs) titties. See how that goes, hey? A giant one, though. Yeah. A giant one. Yeah. Not even even being subtle about it. But but. see, but same thing, right? Like,
4: he knows he needs to make some changes. So he's actually been training at Trevor Samanich's gym, I guess, to get ready for this fight. But Mm -hmm. I thought me and Trevor were friends, but whatever. He sent me a bunch of video footage of their training sessions, so... No, just kidding, you're like what? Oh, no. okay. uh, that's what I put I on like, Facebook. Oh, wow. I was like, "Thanks for all the video recording sessions." Now I know what just what to work for. <laughs> he's like, "Shut up."
2: Yeah, that's that's interesting. I guess. Whatever, whoa. man.
4: He's gonna need yes. about 20 more pounds built on his frame of solid muscle to be able to. He,
2: he's not. He's not a very big guy at Krako. Like, I stood
4: six rounds getting punched and kicked by you. I can stand five rounds of getting punched and kicked by him.
2: Sorry. I, yeah, you know, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. I like to think I hit hard. Like, I, I can't had, like, believe a it. you. Took, truck. Some of those shots, man. Like, I know I was loading up on you, but, like, you know, it's kind of see, like, you're kind of like, ooh, well, that, that was unpleasant. It was kind of like your response to it. And I was like, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> like, but the thing is, like, you also, you know, you didn't have a fight with Nick Penner. And to me, that's pretty impressive that you were able to. And you beat him, too, right?
4: Dude, I was like, 190 and I found out I was fighting him. And, or 185 was where I was fighting. I found out I was going to fight him or not fight in Golden Gloves, right, because our super heavyweight got knocked out. So I was like, yeah, sure. I ballooned up to, like, 225, eating pizza and drinking <laughs> beer, and I fought him. I was fat and out of shape, and he was, yeah, he hit hard. But that was well, still, thing. that was before, though. Nick's a different guy, like, years after right? He switched gyms, moved away, came came to yeah. Edmonton, really but, changed like, things. I, I've
2: been hit on him. Like, I, I've sparred Nick Penner, and he's definitely one of the scariest trickiest guys to work with so like that's what i mean like you know depending on where he was in that part of his career i'm sure he was still good but the mm-hmm. fact is like you know if he hit you and you took it like that's
4: those time back boys they like to throw down that was the thing right like all <laughs> those guys they like to fight you know and but that's the part right you you say you do that when you're training ah. and you're he's over here when oh, yes. you're training and and doing that kind of stuff and, and, and doing your sparring, right? You like to know that you can take a shot and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, For me, I know I can take a shot. I don't like to do it when I'm no sparring. Kid. We uh, we had a pretty good hard, hard sparring session on uh, Tuesday, me and Ryan Mahan and stuff. So I, I feel real confident for this fight. Good, I feel good. real good. That's yeah. light work. Yeah, light work. Light work. <laughs> Ryan was trying to rip my head off. You, do you say you're going to come <laughs> down
2: for the Havoc show? Um, I'll try to. When is it on a Saturday?
0: Yeah, uh, yes.
2: Okay, I'll see if I can make it down. Why not?
0: Robin Black will be here. Oh, good. He doesn't give a fuck. Nah.
2: He, he's cool, I he, guess. He's gonna come
0: know. in on into the studio on the for a podcast.
2: Oh, you guys are gonna have him on, hey? yeah. Again. Okay. Well, we've I, had him on twice. He's, he's a well spoken. He's well spoken, and he knows his shit. I've I've actually kind of started to like some of the stuff that he's uh. That he was actually putting on the fight network, unfortunately, before they decided to can him. And now they got rid of the only guy who actually knows anything about Yeah. MMA on the Fight Network. So, so I hope that goes well for them.
0: Cody, we've had a request to do a three way Skype call. Not with Markel. With who? Michael Short.
2: I don't really have anything to say to him. No? You don't want to do it? No. No. No, you I don't sure? feel like getting goaded into doing some sort of Show bullshit type here. I'm. I think we're both over this fight. Yeah. And you know I don't really feel like talking or discussing to a guy that uh if it doesn't work out for him, that he's going to try to shame me on the internet and shit like that. So
0: yeah. No. Okay. No, I won't do it. Then. Uh, I won't, That's cool. I
2: won't bite. I'm good.
0: I, I won't do it. Then. I have to ask.
2: Fair enough. No, I, I appreciate. It. I understand why you guys would want to, but nah, it doesn't do anything for me.
0: It's all good. <laughs>
2: he's like... And you're so bummed. Look at your face. Oh. That's okay.
4: <laughs> Me or him?
0: No, it's a, yeah. it's yeah. an, it. it's an entertainment show, right? So if we're
2: no, and I get it. And, I'll try to and, do and it. And again, like if you know the way the, this fight was getting hyped, it was definitely worth a lot more money than what they were willing to offer. So
4: the one thing I noticed though of, of anything being hyped is your video that you put out where you accepted it had like 3,300 views.
2: Yeah. And his get like maybe 300. You well, know? Well, because you can't so understand. I'm the hype in this fight. He's just some guy that everyone wants to, wants me to see sh- shut him up because he's making these annoying videos. You know, I had... And that's the thing, too. I probably could have sold quite a few tickets to this fight, but, again, we couldn't even put in the contract that I would actually get a commission. And, yeah. So, again, what's it, what's it worth to me to do that, you know? Well, you would have got my work?
0: ticket sales, too, Cody, and I got 15%. Fuck.
2: Oh, really? That's yes. a lot more than what he was offering me.
0: Yes. So, so I okay. told Michael... All my ticket sales that have already sold for the fight, give the money to Cody if it happens. And that would was. On, and if he had gave me the contract? money, I I would have gave it to you because I'm not would a dick. I'm white. Uh,
2: I know. I, I, I'm I, like, white.
0: I <yeah>.
4: Hey, um you know, and this is where this is where Tanner says rah, 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 But I said, I agree. Like I'm like it needs to be written down. I've been in you know, I haven't been screwed have on been a fight contract. This. I haven't been screwed on a fight contract, but it's always been in writing before. Um but I've been screwed another hand to hand you know. Luke's been screwed things. by a lot of screwed, men.
0: I've been screwed by a lot of guys in the past. So <laughs> Are you gonna be at the KO show on the sixteenth?
2: Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. KO always puts on an awesome show. Mel Mel and I have always had a really good working relationship. Um, you know, it was really funny. After my uh, my fight with Gary Kopis, which I actually shopped both Decada and KO beforehand, and they both uh, passed on it, Mel was even saying to me, she's like, you know, Cody, it, it didn't work out for me to put your fight on, that, on any of my cards. But after she saw that fight, she's like, you know, I, I'd really like to have you on my next card. And me and Mel have always, always had a very – straightforward i've never had to haggle on my contract or anything like that you know like it's always been really good and that's the thing like i've been getting a lot of messages from other promoters other fighters being like you know what cody we know we know you're not afraid to fight this guy and you're totally getting fucked over you know that those are the people whose opinion i actually care about you know
3: if you want to get on
2: facebook someone that some joe blow that you know doesn't even spar wants to call me a pussy cool come down to my gym and tell me that well, that's that sounds a little that sounds a little meatheaded. Not that sounds you. a little meatheaded. Where's my where's my that? keys? Oh,
0: where's my keys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, we appreciate you coming on and just yeah. saying your piece you. anyway. Like I, we have to give no, everybody saying, a chance I, to I, say I just it, right? I
4: want to right? get that off my chest. I appreciate that. Thank you guys. It's always nicer talking instead of reading too. Being
0: I like hope that we see you at the KO show, but not doing that blue collar shit, putting up and taking down the ring again. Like, can you hang out with us?
2: I, you know what? Taking down the ring is actually kind of oh, it's it's my contribution. Um, my my uncle owns the cage or the the ring, oh, so yeah. I help him tear down afterwards. Well, uh, fuck
4: me, right? Mm-hmm. See, boxing <laughs> again. That's boxing again. We were just talking with our boxing coach about how how respectful and and community based boxing guys are, and here he is helping out his uncle, yeah. doing his good deed. Yeah, that's good.
2: I love I love the boxing community. You know, the, one of the best things about the fight with Kofus afterwards is like having like kind of like some of these old grizzled boxing guys come up like that was a fight. You 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 and that other guy you put on the best show tonight. It's like wow you know because like those guys don't have any love for MMA fighters and a lot they don't know that I'm an MMA fighter. But you know I went in there against a guy who's currently number six in his weight class and is a champion. So, obviously, I'm not afraid to box dudes, Yeah. you know, and I put on an awesome show with him, and, you know, that's what I mean, like, that that was one of the best things, you know, having having all the, the boxing community afterwards be like, hey, man, good fight, you know, like that, that, that to me was the silver lining, even though I lost that fight, I still had the most fun I've ever had in any of my fights, so there's plenty of other promotions that want to have me fight, and we could put on way better shows, so I guess I'll just do that instead. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I
4: know my jab was on point, but I, I don't think I'd actually want to box you. Uh, there's just something about that. I think just, just only being able... I know my kicks is what set the difference. I'm like, I don't think that I could...
3: What's going on?
0: Looking for your vagina.
3: Oh.
4: <laughs> well, I would do it. I mean, if it was there, and you know what I mean, but...
2: Okay, well, no. if you say you would, then defer, no. Yeah, then, then now
4: you have to. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. no, more, no.
2: No, more, no more fighting you and I, but we'll definitely no. we'll definitely get some sparring stuff. Yeah, section. we got to do that for sure. Absolutely, 100%. That'd be a lot of fun. Seems I want fun. in. And Tanner... Yeah, and Tanner could... Uh,
0: videotape both fun man. of
2: both of us yeah yeah be the be the instigator try to get us mad at each other
0: what are you saying cody
2: <laughs> what, you, what what do you mean what am i saying
0: <laughs> i thought i did a fantastic job of getting that fight you going
2: did. you did no you single-handedly got this fight set up plain and simple man that's what i mean like when you had that uh dennis herman guy on your podcast you could tell he, he had no idea who either of us were yeah he's like oh yeah you know and the hype is there and Ooh, these guys hate each other. He doesn't even know me, you know? The guy's never even met me. He doesn't know anything about me. Probably never even cared to watch one of my fights on YouTube, you know? But he saw he saw you saying, hey, there's dollars in, and in signs. Here's something you can hype. And so he played ball like the rest of us. So, again, like, they're not even that interested in this fight anyways, I'm sure. They don't give two fucks about Cody Cron.
0: I do. I like you, Cody. I'm not mad know, at you, you anymore. I know you
2: guys do. You guys are good. But I don't – that's the thing is I don't expect anyone to be in my corner for money. So – is what it is. What do you got
0: going on for the rest of the day now?
2: Um, it's my day off, so I'm probably going to eat some more fro-yo. Um, you said you were then... training at three. I was, but I think we kind of overlapped a little bit here. I'm not going to make it in time today, so
3: Uh-oh.
2: I actually set up that for tomorrow instead. Hmm. I really wanted to come on here and clear the air, so my coach said, Okay, well, let's train tomorrow instead. Oh, that team's your-
3: tattoo looks great.
2: yeah someone's tattoo looks great oh
0: yeah it looks awesome (laughs) who is that it was lexi yelling
4: is that lexi
2: yelling like a boss yeah the boss the boss is right here she's watching me she's watching me talk to you guys every once in a while i'm getting like a Uh
0: (laughs) so we'll get you out of here cody tell the people where they can find you follow you i know you're getting the fuck off of facebook because you don't like it
2: yeah just you know what like it's it's I get wrapped up in, in silly arguments that I end up not caring about 20 minutes later and stuff like that. Like Trump. Like Trump, or you know <laughs> what I mean? Like there's uh, there's a lot of issues that, that grind my gears, I guess. Is
0: Advent Omic a real instigator of one of, the, of these things?
2: Him and I definitely don't agree on uh, politics stuff. Look at you go. Oh, where you at, Advent? No. He's
0: off Facebook. Is that who you're
4: fighting? He's on Facebook, too. Is, Is that, that who you're at? fighting? No, no, no. I just told so you. <laughs>
2: That'd be a good fight. That'd be a crazy Blue versus red. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think that'd be blue Blue versus versus red. red. Yeah. And in the left corner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The leftist corner, whatever you want to say. So
0: you're not getting off Instagram, though? They can still find you on Instagram?
2: At Cody Cron MMA is my Instagram. I still keep Instagram around. Um, Cody Cron, at Cody Cron MMA, also on Twitter. Um, I tweet still once in a blue moon. I also do have uh, a Facebook page, but like, it's just like my professional one that you can call it, which has practically the same amount of likes as Dakota's page. So, (laughs)
3: um,
2: (laughs) so you can, you can like my page and all I'm going to do with that one is, is kind of keep up to date on like, Hey guys, here's training. Um, sponsor shout outs when that kind of stuff comes around. Black eye picture and a black eye pictures, whatever Mm. sutures I'm getting in my face, yada, yada. Um, but yeah, no, like that's the thing. Like, I'm just not going to get into any silly arguments on Facebook with that one. But you can come like it if you want to see what's coming up with me next. And, hopefully uh, September. Hopefully September against hopefully a top ten opponent.
0: <laughs> and uh, visa number, real quick. Visa. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to inherit my debt? <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming
0: on, thanks, Cody. Cody. We'll
2: talk soon. Thanks, guys. All thanks, right. guys. So I man. really appreciate you having me. Bye. Peace.
0: All right, we got Michael Short. I'm guessing you're coming on here to reply to some stuff that Cody said, which is basically all the stuff that you've seen online.
5: Yeah, I, I obviously didn't listen to what he said, so was it you wasn't know, Let's start like this. First, nothing personal, it's it just business. Um, somebody brings me a story or an angle, and it's my job as a promoter to promote it. And you could say, however, it was done you know, it was a side bet between these two guys or it should have been in the contract. Who cares? Bottom line is they wanted to fight. We had our reservations. We expressed those privately to them. And people are wondering uh, why we posted about Cody Cron pulling out without any explanation. Well, he didn't give us one. His message was, I've decided not to take this fight. That, that's where he left it. So, But there's nothing personal. It's just business. And, and you know, we uh, we did our jobs as a promoter, which is to promote something. If there's a story, where we're, we're going to highlight it, and we're going to make it a big deal and make people aware of what's been going on. According to you, Tanner, this has been going on for a year for these guys. Yes. So, you know, finally, uh, we're a promoter that stepped up. We knew that this is not a, a ticket-selling type of fight. Neither guy is a big draw. And it was just literally an added attraction for the people that are already buying tickets. And we were willing to do it. It was, it was exciting for the show.
0: Well, it is what it is. Like the, the fight before I started working with it didn't have any hype behind it. Nobody wanted to touch it. And then we promoted it on social media for literally
5: one day, and it went nuts. Exactly. And, and you told me privately, see, that's the thing. Like All these people... Oh man, it's just uh, it's just chaos all the time. But you know, we we do most of this stuff privately. Even even dealing with Cody, I was trying to do it all privately, and then um, you know he started going out and and acting in a certain way. But um, now it's got to get all public and be everything out on the surface. But uh, I don't know, it's just uh, it's goofy. But you know, hey, everybody's still talking about Dakota. Good, bad, ugly. I don't care how you feel about me, whether you love me or hate me. I don't care. It has nothing to do with me. It's how you perceive me and that's just it. So we've said that before. No matter what, you're still going to get people that hate you even when you prove things in black and white.
0: Well, you seem a little disappointed still that the fight's not
5: going to happen. Um, I've already started working on a replacement and I think I've got somebody. So We're okay that way. I I actually feel bad for Wetterburn now because this is two times in a row. The guy's pleading with me that he wants to fight. He's even offered to take a pay cut. He says, please, just get me on. Just get me a fight. He goes, I just want to fight. So now I'm starting to feel bad for the guy. And, you know, I am going to do it. I am going to get him a fight. Yeah. So we do have a replacement. We just got to get final confirmation. Wow, that's the first fight.
4: promoter in history that says they feel bad for Markel ever. Seriously.
3: <laughs> <laughs> then
4: after the fight, he's going to go, why the fuck did you get me into that guy? I can't believe that. Maybe he's different. I don't know. But sorry, I just had to say that. That's, that's funny because it's not, not a common, common thing that somebody would feel bad for him.
5: Well, you know, I what? feel
4: bad too. That is two fights. Like that yeah. does suck. I know what it's like to have an opponent fall through or whatever like that. It does but this suck. This is still
5: plenty of time. You know, I expressed my concerns privately to to Cody because he had turned us down previously two times for fights and I had told him, you know, what my offer would would be. He accepted it. You know, you gotta understand he's a novice boxer. He he's got a fifty fifty record and he's a novice boxer. You're not gonna make thousands of dollars on this it, it, it's not why guys are doing it at this level you're a beginner and this is the salaries that are available for you yeah um, I know you know the two previous promotions that he fought on before and uh, I can guarantee you know I already know what he would have gotten paid for those two fights so you can't knock what we're offering and it was offered and he accepted it yeah. that's why I put the contract to him and he assured me that his medicals were coming in this week. Um, the contract in city form, all this stuff would be put forth to us. And then all of a sudden he just decides that he's out. So yesterday.
0: Well, hopefully Markel can get a fight because I actually kind of feel bad for him too. I felt bad that I had to pull out. Um, right? I'm sitting here now with my fucking knee wrapped up with holes in it and on painkillers and shit like that. It's not a fun time for me either, but... I wish I could have stepped in there and fought him.
5: Hey, you know what? It's it's all good. Uh, we'll find somebody that wants to fight. That, that's that's what we do. We we promote, and we make this kind of stuff happen, and we'll keep going. So it it, it really doesn't matter to us. Uh, one guy's out, one guy's in, and we'll make a show out of it. So Mark that- Hill really wants to fight, and yep. that's that's the bottom line. That's who we want to deal with. Is guys that really want to fight. Uh, you know. Guys flake out all the time. People announce on the internet that they'll fight anytime, anywhere, any place,
0: And, uh... You calling me a flake, Michael?
5: No. <laughs> no, you know what? If, if you got a legitimate reason to back out, I mean, obviously you had surgery and there's evidence of that, then of course. I mean, that, that's just the way it goes. And, and you even talked to me about fighting again in the future. And, and I warned you that at this level, why would you take that risk? Right? We butted heads a couple times before you call me out i call you out but i don't want to see you get hurt on my show and if if it's something in a preliminary matchup and you're going to risk you know any kind of health then forget it but if you got a clean go ahead from the doctor and and you're 100 percent and you're strong then sure why not but you're not going to be uh, uh, in a super dangerous fight where you know, you're fighting Mike Tyson and you're going to get your head knocked off, but you're going to be in an even matchup, and that that's the best you can hope for.
0: Wow, we still want to track down that dinosaur David Wynnum and put him in his fucking place because he's an <laughs> idiot. Jesus Christ. Like, you can't block me on everything. Like, I, I haven't even fought a boxing fight, and you don't want to fight me. Like Markel's blocked me. Well, you've already fought him, and you beat him, so he blocked you for a good
5: reason. Yeah, but he's going to unblock you, and he's going to get on your show. And I I, I don't, I'm not sure if he uh, has done that yet, but um, who with him? No, Mark Hale.
0: Oh, you you tell Mark to unblock Spicer because he's got to come on the Spice Life podcast. We'll get a fucking interpreter for him, like some Jamaican person that can speak English and interpret that gibberish that comes out of his mouth. And listen, I like Mark Hale He's been a cool guy through the whole thing, but holy shit, you can't understand him. No,
5: he's actually been very easy for me to work with. Uh, switching opponents, he had no problems. He's been uh, accommodating, and let's face it, he's he's making something out of this. He's he's live on on Facebook and social media, and he's uh, he, he's he's making himself be heard. He's yeah. standing out from the pack. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. He
0: wasn't he wasn't going to do it unless I told him to. Right. He's he's hit the stride in his career now where he's got seven hundred kids. And he's trying to be an example for them, too. So, obviously, him going on Facebook and stuff like that, posting those crazy videos, isn't something he wants his kids to see. But he did put out that video yesterday when he was talking about Cody losing the fight, or not, not losing the fight, but pulling out from the fight with his kids, which was actually pretty good. And he does, he does speak good English until you get them all fired up, and then he just goes back to whatever he was doing before.
5: Yeah, well... That's uh, (laughs) like I said, he's been incredibly easy to work with and accommodating with us. And he's the kind of guy that we want to deal with somebody that really just wants to fight. Yeah. And that's what it comes down
3: to. So.
0: All right, Michael, I got to get out of here and go pick my kid up from school, but uh, thanks for coming on and saying your piece. I wish we could have done the three way thing, but it didn't work. So right on. All right. Thanks Michael. Thanks Mike. See you
4: soon. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast again today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, today's podcast was brought to you by Audible.com. So if you guys head on over to audibletrial.com/spice, you get uh, yourself a free ebook credit as well as a 30-day free trial of Audible.com. Uh, download anything; they got all sorts of books, fiction, fact, everything. 180,000 different selections of book titles they're releasing new titles every month so check them out and have a book from us shoot us a call and let us know what book you downloaded
0: we're also brought to you by dragon Mist. so if you guys go to www.wickeddragonmist.com and enter the promo code miss spice you'll have a 30 percent discount or you can visit them in their three retail locations Bower mall in red deer alberta the west edmonton mall and the kingsway mall in edmonton alberta and we're brought to you by Wicked Alternative Body Fashion. If so you guys go to www.wickedbodyjewelry.ca, use the promo code Wicked Spice, you'll save thirty percent on your purchase there. Or you can visit them in their three retail locations in the Bauer Mall, the West Edmonton Mall, and the Kingsway Mall in Edmonton, Alberta. We're also brought to you by Balanced Nutrition, food prep made easy. So head on over to Balance
4: Nutrition on Facebook. And uh, enter the promo code SPICE10. Receive 10% off uh, 10 meals or more. And uh, check them out. Have some
3: easy made cooking. That's balanced nutrition, meal prep made easy.